The following show is proudly brought to you by MTN Business. It's go time. Everywhere you go, MTN. The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs. Now, they always say that you should never complain about a government that doesn't perform. You should be happy about a weak competitor. Now, more than ever before, solar power is under discussion as an alternative power source due to the ongoing load shedding schedules in the country right now. And my guests in studio today are Mark Willoughby, uh, Managing Director, and Teresa Setas, Marketing Director at One Energy. Let's have a look. One Energy is a registered installation company that provides renewable energy systems such as solar water geysers, panels and so much more to the residential and small-scale commercial markets. The founder and managing director of the company, Mark Willoughby, started the business venture 10 years ago with a passion for saving the environment and consumer costs on electricity. Over the years, One Energy grew exponentially, adopting a franchise model and recruiting entrepreneurs across the country, but it has also faced its fair share of challenges, resulting in a few setbacks and losses. Certainly the, the pandemic caused a lot of trouble for a lot of people in this industry because we weren't specified as a um, essential service so we actually had to wait until level three lockdown came so through level five and level four we really didn't do much business at all and i remember 20 february 2020 was the year that we it was our record year in one energy we were kind of nine and a half years old and that was our best month ever and by May that year, we didn't do one cent turnover. So we went from record to nothing. And then it's, it started picking up again. So that, that's been, been difficult. Luckily, we had enough resources in the company to actually um, just get through. But that was a, a difficult period. The company made a loss in its previous financial year, moving from 100 to 200 installations per month to 10 and 15, and downsizing its franchise branches to 19. Mark seeks advice on how he can recruit the right team in order to boost sales and clientele. My one-year short-term goal is to increase the size of our network by another 15 franchisees who have the skills and who are competent to service the consumers in the market. Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Teresa. Thanks, Alon. Nice to be here. Great. Now, let's uh, just get into the franchise model. Why did you choose that as opposed to company-owned you know, expansion? I think, yeah, I think it was around the capital requirements. I mean, it would have taken a huge amount of capital to set up a business with the number of branches that we need to address the size of the market. So. We've done it on a shared kind of basis with, with franchisees, uh, and the franchisees make most of the money mm. um, in, this, in this model. 
And you went from, in, in the insert you spoke about that you reduced from 9 to 19. What was it previously? Well, we've maxed out at about 45. Uh, we started out as a company that focused on hot water installation, so solar geysers and heat pumps. Mm. Uh, we didn't do any PV systems. Uh, and that business ran really well for a number of years, and then the rebates disappeared. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, and there was a hiatus where there was no clarification if the rebates were coming back or not. So a lot of hot water businesses went out of business during that stage. So we also suffered. We went from 45, and uh, we gradually reduced down. And then photovoltaic systems um, became the other target market. And we grew our business substantially over the last number of years, focusing on self-generation. Teresa, you, you head up the marketing, right? Mm -hmm. how, how many applications a month are you getting to, to join you as a franchisee? Yeah, I'd say about three or four applications a month. Um, and I must admit, we're quite um, rigorous in going through that process because it's, it's quite a specific um, franchisee that you're looking for. And it is that entrepreneurial person that you're looking for that has got um, a very good combination of technical skills, marketing skills and sales skills, which, you know, not the same as marketing skills, but being able to close those deals and then the after sales. And then you're that kind of person that has going to do all of those things when you start out in the business. So it's a, it's quite a unique person and a unique skill set that you're looking for in a very technical business. And mm. typically, who are you getting? Is it somebody who's currently a uh, private installer doing it, uh, uh, a one-person operation? Who's applying? to become a franchisee right now? I'd say it's a bit of a mix um, in the sense of um, the people that are um, in technical and engineering roles in corporate businesses at the moment that are looking for their next, either either to, to go into their own business or that kind of um, uh, setup. Um, and yes, people who are already running an existing, so typical electrical business or someone who's in the business but looking for you know, the support and backing that comes with having a, a nationally recognized brand um, and the support that comes with it. There's a lot of support in terms of new products coming on the market, doing all that research, investigation, um, CRM systems, processes, platforms that we bring to the party that those kind of people are looking for. And it's difficult to do as a solo, as a solo business and a solo operator. Mark, you, mm. um, you we've got a lot of people applying. Um, Teresa spoke about, you know, a national a brand and a national footprint. I know of two stories of solo people who've come, people taken deposits, taken deposits and mm -hmm. disappeared. Yeah. So, so really, I think that is something consumers really need to do a lot of homework on. Research the company that's that's doing the the work. Our philosophy is perfect installations, and our core competence in our business is installations. So that's really where the, the tacky hits the top, and that is what you have to deliver for the client. So there should be a bunch of rules in the game for consumers to be able to check out, are the systems done according to, um, to standards, and what is the reputation of the company that you're dealing with? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it has to be squeaky clean. And yeah, we see these, these stories on carte blanche and my hair stands on end because we just don't want to go there. Uh, one more question before I come back in to you, Mark, around um, wh why do you, do you need to grow um, with a franchise model if you had to do it again? Or would you rather do it in-house? Have you chosen the right model for expansion? 
That's a qu that's a question. Yeah, look, at it's it's a question that re we wrestle with um, on a day-to-day -day basis internally, but. I think to have a national footprint, I mean, there have been a lot of companies that have been in this, and we're the only ones that have survived over 10 years. I think the franchise model still is a good model. Mm -hmm. It gives a lot of people an opportunity to get involved, but as Teresa said, they really have to be the right people, and they have to understand what are they getting into. So I get a lot of people who get frustrated with me because they think they can fit, and then they don't get selected. Um, but it comes down to the consumer at the end of the day. You know, we're putting in systems which can be inherently unsafe if they're not installed according to the standards. And one shouldn't be taking any shortcuts. All right, this is the part where I, uh, I try and take a shortcut now and give, uh, in the four minutes, try and give you things to think about uh, in terms of your question. So f for me, I mean, I always start and I see in the franchise model that many people start out in the franchise model exactly for capital and then either move into a blended model thereafter um, or um, raise enough capital to, to withstand a huge growth. But you, your, your constraint seems to be the actual technical skill out there. But maybe it's not the technical skill. What you're looking for is the technical skill. So the person who understands you know, how to put this wire to that wire and make sure it's all safe, but also who has got the personality to go out and market mm. and sell. So that's it. Yeah. So, so to me, the one answer, the obvious answer is to not look for an individual, but look for a pair or a, a, or a team mm. where you say, come with the, the two skill sets, come with a friend or a colleague or somebody where, where you're in combo and your marketing campaign goes out in that way. You know, are you good technically? Do you, do you, or are you good at marketing? Do you know the other individual? So you getting effectively that person who's working in the corporate to go to the marketing person in the corporate and say, come, let's leave together and let's go and do this together so that you encourage mm. two leaving versus one leaving. Mm. That, that's the, that's, to me, that would be the big starting point and that, Teresa, would mm. lie with you in terms of that um, campaign there. The, sec the second thing um, to, to think about in, in that space is, there is around you, and it comes back to you, I'm sorry, I'm giving you so much responsibility mm. right now. <laughs> um, but the fact that you say that I become surrogate or we become surrogate for the marketing side. So basically, you're a leads generation yeah. business. Yeah. Okay. You up or you ramp that up, and effectively, the way that you distribute leads is ge geographically. Is that you become that, and today there's you know you can't throw a stone without hitting a leads generation business, and yeah. once again, very much like your industry, there's good ones and bad ones, yeah. and it's about you building an in-house competency or partnering with a lead generation business, who then make sure there's sufficient leads coming in. You can also with those leads generation businesses, you can be clever in the sense that you can get them to be uh, there to be a partial success fee. So, you know, if there's a conversion, then you, they get a piece of the, mm. the commission. Absolutely. Yeah. So this, this means you're only looking for one of the two. Okay. Yeah. The other side, maybe to put to, to you, Mark, is, is, is the, the reverse of that, is to say, okay, let's look for the marketing individual. Let's bring them as a franchisee. And they categorized as the, you know, the, the red t team and the, the, the marketing people maybe are the blue team and the blue needs the red 
which you provide, and then the red needs the blue, which you provide. So what I'm effectively saying is that you become surrogate for the other part of the skill, which will open up. So that also starts to tend you towards you building in that in-house competence. And then one day you're going to work out and say, I've got the marketing and I've got the technical. I'll start to grow my own mm. in the yeah. spaces where I can't find franchisees. Yeah. Mm. So strategically in four minutes, the, short, the real shortcuts here is to, that's the, that's the strategy I would follow. Build the one side, build the other side and bring it together in a few years time. That's I'm afraid all we've got time for in our four minutes to give you an answer, but we'll be right back straight after this. Everywhere you go, MTN.